Well, it's been a minute because I haven't got my stuff together for a couple weeks, but Kick It To Sports Podcast with Dave Rigert back this week. It, it, it's been a minute. It's been all my fault because every week you're like... You're always busy. Well, I've been behind. That's more than what it, what it's been because every week... <laughs> busy, like, behind, yeah. Same thing. I'm not good with time. <laughs> so what, three, four weeks ago was the last time we did this? Probably. A lot, a lot has changed. You know, busier schedule. College basketball is completely in full swing. Griffins are going bowling. Division two playoffs start this weekend. High school jamboree starts tonight, Friday night. You know we're recording this on a Friday because, again, I put everything off until last minute. <laughs> Let's see what else is going on. Oh, high school football playoffs this weekend. So this is a busy time of year. It is a busy time of year. It's a good time of year. I, I do like the crossover, but um, you're right. The last three or four weekends have been a, a struggle. Just to get everything done and do everything. I think one of the weekends, five games in two days I had to broadcast. Another weekend, four games in three days or something like that. So uh, it becomes a challenge, but uh, this is why we do what we love, right? Exactly. Was it (laughs) two weeks ago or three weeks ago, you did the Pittsburgh State football game. We went down there and then you came back. Was that the small college basketball that was the Hilliard? (laughs) Man, I don't remember which weekend that was. That would have been small college, I think. Yeah. Yeah, because the week after that was Carney from Missouri Western, yep. and then Lincoln. Well, that's been three weeks. Oh, cool. So also time's getting away from me. <laughs> it's almost December, man. <laughs> yeah, I have not started any type of shopping, which will happen December twenty third. So I still hey, have that. Still have that I thought you were going to say the twenty fourth. So well, it depends. Yeah, depends exactly. on the deals. <laughs> anyway, so are you a Black Friday shopper? Not really. I mean, this year I'll be driving back from Minneapolis all morning, so I won't be, and I don't go out at midnight because. I don't really find the deals that I need too much. Well, not everybody opens up like at 5 p.m. on Thanksgiving. I'm taking it's not a Black nap. Friday anymore. That's Thursday. <laughs> You're going Thanksgiving shopping. Yeah, I'm either watching football or passed out taking a nap after eating at like two o'clock in the afternoon, and then I wake up at seven and have more. And so yeah, I don't get out and shop. You know, my wife and I actually have done it a little bit here the past eh, probably three or four years. Just because there's some pretty good deals on kids stuff. So we've done that a little bit, but not like 5 a.m. waiting in line right. type stuff. Not mauling over no, people? No, no. We'll, we'll do some Black Friday stuff, but not that type of stuff. So it makes sense so. for you because you yeah, have the boys. Absolutely. I don't have to go do that. No, so. you do not. <laughs> Which is probably good for everybody that, that I don't have. Probably is. Do now, that. my Thanksgiving this week and, and Black Friday will be a little bit different this year. I got to spend it with Coach Wicks and the men's basketball team. Road trip. <laughs> Road trip to Colorado. So my Thanksgiving dinner will be somewhere in Colorado. You don't know where I don't yet. know where yet. Subway. <laughs> no, nah, they'll take a... You know, when Coach Weiberg was coaching at Western, we were in San Antonio for a trip. And we went to Golden Corral on Thanksgiving. It's really it's only one of the only places open, but it was fantastic. It was great. It's a really good Thanksgiving dinner. That's so, an interesting road trip. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of what basketball teams do, though. They 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 make Thanksgiving trips and have to kind of do some makeshift Thanksgiving. So that'll be it, mine next it, week. It's part of it. It is. That'll so be what fun. Time, what day are you guys leaving? Wednesday morning. Oh wow! Going to stay in Denver Wednesday night. That'll be fun. And then uh, yeah, it will. On a sleeper bus. I've never been on a sleeper bus. I don't even I'm know. not even sure what that is. Yeah, I don't know what that looks like. I think like. it has beds and stuff in it. How big is this bus? Big. Like it, I think it might be a double-decker. Okay. I, you, I want to Through see the those. Rockies with beds in it? I don't know. I think. I don't know. That, the thing's going to make the climb. <laughs> huh. Now you got me thinking. 
I'm not. I'm really not sure what it is. So I'm anxious to see. But sleeper. Bus. It'll be fun. Yeah, it's called a sleeper bus. I think it does have like beds and stuff. Probably have a bathroom, wouldn't it? Then. Ah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's. Huh. We're gonna go in style for sure. Well, I guess the basketball team. It's not as many people on the bus. No. It, so, there should yeah. be tons of room. So. Should be. Coach Martin said we'll come back and play cards and stuff at some point. I'm just like, there must be a lot of room. This is a, this is a business trip or like a road trip for you? Uh, both. <laughs> good, good. Play, a mini vacation and then a couple of basketball games. Because Friday and Saturday they play. Yep. Western women play Friday, Saturday yep. here. And then what else is that weekend? I'm trying to remember. Oh, there, could be high, there could be high school, high school playoffs. Football, yep. That's that, Saturday. Eight-man football is that Saturday. That's the state championship for them. This is more fun trying to figure out what's all going on and keeping the schedule. Because we know what's going on. Letting, just, people know, <laughs> letting people know our schedules. Yeah, We're letting everybody up. know just how we keep track of schedules because there's no paper in front of us. We're just winging yeah. the entire schedule. Speaking of schedules. Yeah, speaking of schedules. <laughs> nice, nice segue. <laughs> Interesting week in uh, Division II football. Football playoffs. We we had the uh, Region Three come out. Ferris State, the one seed, that was that that was given. Um, Washita was the two. Mm-hmm. Northwest the three jumped Central Missouri, but they beat them in regular season. Central Missouri the four, and then they don't seed the rest of them. But you have U Indy, then you have Harding, Harding and then Lindenwood was mm-hmm. the. You can call them five, six, seven, but they don't call them five, six, seven at this point. Because they could have gone to a different region if if it was closer. <laughs> that would have just messed everything up. That's the one thing. Again, we talked about this early in the, and there were some tweets out about this. That and this would happened like a month ago, so it wasn't. I mean, people didn't even know about this until about a month ago before the playoffs came out. That you, you see the top four in each region, but then the bottom three could actually play in a different region if they're closer yeah. in proximity to another region's top four just to save money with the NCAA Division II model. So they could have gone to a different region this year. I'm not sure any did because I didn't pay attention to any of the I other regions. In Super Region Three, they did not. They, they all kept them in region. And most of the time, you're going to stay in region anyway because geographically... You're in the same region. (laughs) So it it should work out that way. So I'm not sure you're going to see a lot of it. But even to have that as something that can happen is really strange to me. So that's the first part of the whole playoff deal that is really, really, I guess, just strange and weird. And and the way that release was worded was, I don't think, very well worded in that release. Because it was confusing. And it comes down to, like you said, it can help with travel and stuff. But again, the region, the final rankings kind of, I guess, go back to what you know. Coach just said, Coach Wright said at Northwest, Coach Williamson said it. That they don't really don't matter until after that final game. I mean, yeah. there was a lot of. I mean, Northwest was almost on the outside looking in. I mean, they were still top seven, but they were, I think, six at one point. Yeah, they would have lost Central Missouri. They probably weren't going to make it. Yeah. Have been two losses. They 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 may have still gotten in, but there was a chance that they they wouldn't have gotten in. So yeah, they it's... needed to beat Hayes and Central, and they did that. Yep. Which brings us to the next point is if Northwest may not have gotten in, that would have been one MIAA team making Super Region 3, which I, I understand it's not easy to get it right every time. But you have, and I'm not trying to bash any teams, any programs, but there, there was a glaring maybe issue, I guess is what you say. Lindenwood goes in there, they were 8-2 and two, with the region, they were eight and three overall. Yep. But they had the non-con. They, didn't they count. played an FCS team, yep. so they uh, 
it, it doesn't count on these their Division Two records. They got a, a money game for them essentially. They played an FCS Eastern Washington team that's usually pretty good. They've got the red turf. People have seen that. Um, they're always in the FCS playoffs. So uh, they went there. I'm sure got paid pretty good to do that. Yeah. And they're eight and three, but eight and two against Division Two teams. And you play the schedule that you're given for the MIAA. You do. You do for the MIAA. Other conferences don't yeah. had that same situation. Going with the Massey ratings, and we, we've talked about those before. Like I didn't know too much about them until I looked into them a little bit more. And a lot of the colleges kind of you know tweet out kind of kind of fun facts about the Massey ratings. They take into consideration. I think your offense is scoring. I mean, there's a lot of math that goes into it. And a lot of analytics yeah. for sure. And I think the BCS used it for a little while too in the 2000s or whatever. Whenever, um, well, we had the old BCS before we had this new wonderful playoff that everybody loves at Division One. BS. Anyway, <laughs> everybody loves that one when Alabama makes it. So it was brought up at the uh, Agent Barry Live United Bowl press conference earlier this week down in Texarkana. Harding's athletic director w- was speaking at the event. He later on apologized to Lindenwood and a lot of other things on social media and stuff. Basically was saying how Harding and Missouri Western – Henderson State. Sorry, yep. yeah, Henderson State, not Harding. Harding's playing Northwest. Henderson yep. State and Missouri Western basically kind of got gypped out of possibly making you know the playoff because the conferences and just how I guess NCAA Division two picked who went in. And Lindenwood, I mean, they were atop the GLVC. I mean, there's there's nothing you can do with that. They were the top. But it brings up the point, MIAA can fix their problem. Western's AD, Josh Looney, very vocal about non-conference scheduling, getting that back into play. Because you play the all-conference schedule, you don't have those non-conference games that can help you when it comes to region, region bidding, region seating, and everything like that. You have some ADs, he said this in the... Uh, Griffin Insider that the university put out too that some universities are for it, some are not for it. Some don't want to go to a non-conference schedule. Some do want to go to a you know a non-conference schedule. Something probably just needs to change for the MIAA because you were almost looking at one MIAA team getting in. And according to the Massey ratings, there was five teams yeah. ranked higher than Lindenwood and several other ones in Super Region Three, not just Lindenwood. Well, it's been brought up quite a bit. And here recently, because I think a lot of I think it's about half and half with athletic directors and coaches in the MIAA that they want to go to a nine-game conference schedule and have and be able to schedule two non-conference games and then play teams from the GLVC or the GLIAC, the teams up in up in the the northern states in Michigan and teams like that. Um, play maybe some teams from the NSIC or the GAC. I mean, be able to play some non-conference games um, to kind of show maybe the NCAA how good the league is if you go play teams from another league and defeat those teams. The MIAA doesn't have a chance to do that now. And, and you know, one thing that got brought up as well is um, Sean Jones is the athletic director at Henderson State, and he you mentioned his comments that he made. Well, he essentially said that Lindenwood, who's this, essentially the seventh seed, they were the last team to get into the, the playoffs, they won the GLVC, which, again, congratulations to them. But he, he, he even used the words... They bought themselves 
into another league. They paid to get into another league, essentially, because they had to get out of their contract with the amount of play to go to the GLVC. Historically, and I don't think anybody would argue this, the MIAA is, is much, much stronger in football than the GLVC. It, it's, it's kind of bared out in the postseason as well when the GLVC hasn't really made a run. U Indy is a team that they did beat Fort Hayes a couple of years ago. Maybe this is the last year, but they've got a, one or two wins in the postseason, but not many as a conference. And, and you know, Lindenwood's a team that finished 4-7 and seven last year in the MIAA. Right. Since they've been in the MIAA, their first year when they came to the league, they had a big senior class, and they were pretty good. I think they were 8-3 and three and went the Mineral Water Bowl. Their first year in the league, they were good. After that, they did not have a winning record in the MIAA. Not one time did they have a winning record in the MIAA. From like 13 to 18, I believe it was, yeah. zero winning records. None. Yeah. And I Zero. Think I think that's what <laughs> bothers people with this now. And, and and now they're in a different league, and they're in the playoffs. One year removed from being four and seven. Now, it, it is it's probably unfair a little bit to hammer them too much, because who knows? We don't know how good their recruiting class was. Jed Stugart's in his third year. Um, he's probably got some good young players like Coach Williamson does at Missouri Western. So maybe they would have finished better in the MIAA than they had in the past. That's probably fair to say. Yeah. Since they won another league, they're probably going to finish in the top half of the MIAA, I would venture to say. Right. But they, I can almost guarantee that they would not have won the league because let's just look at some of their scores. They, they lost, or they defeated, excuse me. They, they lost to, to Davenport, who was a 5-5 five and five team. Um, they lost to a pretty good Midwestern team by one point. But then some of their wins, they, they beat Quincy by six, who was under 500. Um, they, they beat S&T, who was around 500, by six points. Um, they beat William Jewell by 12, won one game this year. So they weren't blowing teams out. Now they still found ways to win, so give them credit for yep. that. And they won their league, so if you win your league, you almost probably should make the playoffs. I, I, I do understand that. So I don't have a real problem that they're in the playoffs, but I, it does... That they got out of the MIAA, and the MIAA now only has two teams in is just it's it's just the NCAA Division II model. It's yeah. not about Lindenwood, honestly. It's about the, right. the Division II model. Yeah, it needs to be changed somehow, some way. It's not going to. It's not. No. This has been talked about since I got to St. Joe and started doing Division II stuff. It's not going to change. It really won't. It needs to change. They need to open it up. The top twenty-eight teams. Yeah. Just, just if, go with if that. If you're going to do 28 teams, the top 28 teams. Yeah. Maybe you get the conference champion from everybody, and then you get at-large bids. The top 28 teams. That's what needs to happen. It's not going to happen because of budgets and travel and stuff like that. The NCAA is not going to shell out tons of money, although they have tons of money. Well, <laughs> That's another you know. issue. But just, again, it's... Linwood gets out of the league. They had never had a winning record besides their first year in when they had a bunch of seniors, and then they go to a different league... They become good, and they're in the playoffs, and I think that just irks a lot of people in the MIAA. And then that brings us back to the MIAA scheduling with 11 games. There's 12 football-playing MIAA teams, so if you play everybody, you can't play non-conference opponents. You just you can't. And right now, a lot of, this was brought up a lot at the MIAA Media Day 
in, uh, in, I guess it was in late July when that happened, maybe early, I think it was late July, like the 30th or something, but whatever, in Kansas City. And a lot of questions are being asked about that because it's been, on, it's been a topic of conversation. And I think it was about half and half. I do understand both sides. Because if you do not play everybody, somebody's n- – and I'll go back. Sorry, Lindenwood. I'm going to go back to Lindenwood. When they made the Mineral Water Bowl their first year and the second year, their first years in the league, they did not play Missouri Western or Northwest Missouri State. And when they came into the league, those were the two best teams in the league. Because Missouri Western won the league in 2012 when they came into the league – Northwest was second because they played for the conference championship up in Maryville. And then the next year, Northwest won the, I think Northwest won the championship the yep. next year. So they did not play Western or Northwest their first two years in the league. Either did Lincoln when they came to the league at that same time. So I do understand that, you know, if you only play nine games, you're not going to play everybody. And there's going to be some issue with who has a stronger schedule and how are you going to divvy up who you don't play that year. That's kind of a slippery slope as well. And it's, it's almost the, the Big 12 is, we have a true champion because we play everybody. The MIAA does, and I get yeah. that, and I, I do respect that. And I, as a fan, I kind of like that too, that you play everybody and you do get a true champion or at least a co-champion as we had this right. year and we have a lot of years. But you play everybody at least. So I can see both points, and I'm just, I think for the MIAA to get more teams in the playoffs though, I think they almost have to go to the nine games and two non-conference to prove themselves maybe in the eyes of the committee. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, we're bringing up Lindenwood is because they're kind of... They're they the, got in. They're the example. And they're, they're one year removed from being yeah. four and seven in the MIAA, and now they're the league champion of another league. Yeah, because, I mean, to go from what they were to now being you know the conference champions, but yeah, like you said, it goes back to just the model of the whole thing. The model's flawed completely. It is. I mean, Hayes and Missouri Western, they were sitting right there. I mean, they were both 8-3 and three to end the season. And their resumes, I think you could rival with Linden Woods or some yeah. others that they, they need to be in. I yeah. think I think Hayes and, and Missouri Western are two of the top 28 teams in the country. Yeah, and just how But close they're not in the playoffs. The MIAA was maybe to not having a second team in, too. And if, if Northwest would have lost and say Grand Valley wins the last week of the regular right. season, because that's why Linwood got in, because Grand Valley lost. If, if Grand Valley wins, Northwest loses to Central Missouri, all of a sudden, Northwest may not have gotten in. I still think they would have, but they may not have, and you would have uproar if there's one MIAA team. Yep. Northwest, who has been there, I can't remember offhand, is it 16 straight 16 years? Straight 16 now. straight yeah. years in the playoffs. If they would not have gotten in at 9-2, and two, yeah. And not gotten and in. And in the best, probably the best conference <laughs> yeah. that everybody's... I mean, if only one yeah. team would have got in, there would have been... Hell would have been raised, I think, by a lot of folks. And it may have changed things quicker, at least in the MIAA, if they only get one team in. Now they get they, they get their top two, and hopefully they'll make some noise and they get home games and all that. But, you know, in, in the model... To only get two out of this league is almost a shame because of we've seen all the teams. Western and Fort Hayes can play with anybody. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so they deserve to be in with this model. They're not in, and again, it's almost talking on deaf ears because I'm not sure it's going to change. Will it change if 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 the MIAA goes to a nine game conference schedule and two more non conference? I'm not sure. I, I I really I don't know. A lot of people think it will, and I know Josh Looney, Matt Williamson. 
They want nine games and two non-conference games. That They want that. They know others that want that. Yep. They feel like it's the best model for the MIAA in a, as a whole and for each program in the MIAA. If they think that, they've done a lot of research, I'm on board with it. Yeah, and I honestly, I think for a fan's perspective, I'd almost rather have the two non-conference. It'd be fun to none. see some other teams. Because this is nothing... You know, against the, the teams toward the bottom of the MIAA, but people, I mean, you've seen them. I mean, you you know what you've get in the last few years with some of these teams, some of these programs are just trying to find their way, and it just kind of comes repetitive you know, in those games. Just looking at the Massey ratings, I just find them interesting. Again, they they have no weight in any of the, you know, selection process. So Ferris State was number two in the Massey ratings, they're the one seed. Washita was seven, they're the two. Northwest was number one. They're the three. UCM was six. UND was 15. Harding was four. Lindenwood number 33. Other MIAA, Fort Hayes nine. Missouri Western 13. Washburn 18. Kearney 19. Pittsburgh State 20. <laughs> UCO 32. So obviously all the analytics and numbers when you punch them into a computer. And again, that's it. If you love analytics, yeah. you love it. If you don't. You're not going to agree with it. I mean, yeah. it's, it is what it is. And the eye test, is, I think, is, should be part of it. But... Um, it, it shows what the numbers think of the MIAA and how strong they believe the conference is. Yeah, and then this I put this on Twitter too, and I got a not not any pushback. Just kind of at the end, I put in there. I'm not trying to bash any teams, but there's a problem. GLVC Truman State number 29. They were above one of the teams that got in. <laughs> yeah. Out of the GAC, Henderson State, 16, Southern Arkansas, 27, GLIAC, Wayne State, 21, Grand Valley, 26, Ashland, 31. But, again, those are going by analytic numbers. Lindenwood is kind of is the scapegoat in all this just because it's the year it happened, and this is kind of what right. got everybody talking. I mean, UND in that league, they went 9-1 and one this year. They weren't even close to getting the playoffs. <laughs> no. So that I mean that should also tell you what the selection committee thinks of the league. I mean they were nine and one. That's one game this year. It was to Lindenwood. Yeah. But they weren't even close to sniffing the playoffs. Really, they were never a consideration after they lost the one game. So it's yeah because the to me getting the GLVC getting two in. I, I and Truman State almost has has an argument for this. I mean. Yeah, they lost two, but you look at how they lost and how they beat opponents, because I was looking at that the other day. Truman State beat the opponents they were supposed to beat fairly handily. I mean, they they played, what what was their record, 9-2? and two? Yep. 9-2 and two this season. So, again, you have three teams in the GLVC with, what, nine wins? Mm-hmm. I mean, th- this is a flawed model. If you're going, you know, seven teams in the region get in, and five, six, and seven aren't officially seated. They're just eh, and and again, they they only play seven games against against. And again, they don't have as many teams, obviously, so they only play seven games of conference play. They have up to three games they can schedule whoever they want. Yeah. So, and to me, you it's almost two choices. Not it's not only two choices, but two choices for me. Either you go to nine and you have the two non-cons and you don't play everybody and then you can have the fan discussion and the media discussion after saying, well, I guess they're not real, they are the champion, but they didn't play so-and-so that year. You can have that one or the MIAA just goes to 10 teams and you... Oh, that's what... That's what would, <laughs> the perfect scenario... That's the perfect one. W- would be a couple of the teams 
are no longer in the MIAA and they're in a different league and you have nine, you have 10 football playing schools, you play a nine game schedule, you play everybody and then you can schedule two. <laughs> that's the, that's the ideal model for me and you, I think for not, sure. Not putting any programs out there, but there's yeah. probably some programs who would be like, we go to a different conference yeah, and was, play somewhere else. And- similar to two that just left because they couldn't compete. Lindenwood, Southwest Baptist. Because <laughs> the MIAA has a stranglehold in a lot of the recruiting areas in this area. So, I mean, once, you know, Division One kind of goes through the area or you kind of go through their Division Two, it's Northwest, Missouri Western, Pitt State, Central Missouri, Hayes now. Yep. Carney's on the way up. I mean, you have about half, more than half the league is, was at least five and six, six and five. Yeah, six and yeah. five. Right. Yeah, that's... That's hard for a league to do like that with that many teams. I mean, you were just beating up on each other. And we there's some years where people will say the MIAA is the best conference, and you're like, oh, no, okay, it may not be true. But th- this is one of those years. Wait, where I one think, through ten, it was for sure. Yeah, yeah, one through so, ten this year, it was. Because there, I mean, there were some games where you like, you you go in and be like, okay, they they should win. That team should win this week. The other ones are like, well, they probably will win, but they're going to have their hands full. So. I, again, this isn't going to be solved quickly. I think you're right. If there only been one MIAA team getting in this year, I think this would have sped up the process from the MIAA's perspective. But, yeah, there's nothing really changing the NCAA's thought process because we've, we've got to see how the NCAA does other things. This one's not going to be one of the top priorities to fix. Oh, and by the way, I, I did check this one too because when Linwood lost early in the season to Midwestern State, who's usually pretty good, mm-hmm. they were ranked 16th in the country. I think that's a pretty good loss. It was at home. They finished five and six. Midwestern State did. And I, and just saying, Lindenwood won <laughs> just, just the uh, won the head to head with Truman, didn't they? Yes, they did. They beat them yeah. by four. Yeah. So and then Truman, I mean, is sitting there with nine and two. They're frustrated, but again, Lindenwood. I mean, they had head to head. So I mean, Lindenwood did everything it needed to do. And the other, I guess, Saginaw Valley State was another non conference game. They won it by four. Saginaw Valley has had some good teams. Yeah. Jeff Janis a couple years ago. Yep. They were five and six. Again, I mean. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. It, yeah. If it sounds like we're bashing, we're not trying to. It's just bringing up <laughs> everything. You just, Lindenwood just happens to be the team that it happened to this year. I mean, it happens every year in the. There's usually one every year, and this is this is year it's, it's the Lions. The new FBS. <laughs> Four, four playoff. There's always one team that didn't get in that should have. And actually, this is Sean Jones's fault at Henderson State, the athletic director. <laughs> I, I know Sean really well. He's a great guy. And but I think he and, and Josh Looney are they're pretty adamant about about yeah. this, and and they're they're passionate about their universities. Yeah. And and how they think things should be run at the NCAA level and and the Division two level and things like that. And, and I don't think when he talked about them essentially buying their way into another league and getting in the playoffs. Yeah. I think a lot of people agree. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think Missouri Western would have got in over Lindenwood by just because of the three losses. I mean, that, that, that no, was but the their resume probably it stacks up. Yep. <laughs> so I mean, it puts them in the cat. It puts them in the discussion now. If they would have beaten Carney, yeah, sitting at nine and two with the two losses to the two playoff teams, they, I think they would have got in over Lindenwood had they been nine and two. Yeah, I think there would have been no doubt they would have been in. But and Fort Hasten, they're eight and three too, and they're saying, hey, our resume stacks up pretty well too. So I mean, yep, because their three losses. Yeah, it was Northwest, Central, and Western. Missouri Western. Yep. So, I mean, Fort Hayes <laughs> sitting over there saying, hey, we have a 
So, I mean, there's there's MIAA teams sitting here saying, it's a flawed system, we get it, we can't fix it. Don't we like just have it. To, yeah. and, and now the MIAA, I think, now needs to take a hard look at it. If they go nine games, would that help the league? Would that help the league have a chance to get more teams in? Because, again, a lot of teams are – the top two teams usually do get in, but after that – and, again, this is a whole other discussion of, of – what region you're in and everything like that and how many teams make it and division in division two. I don't think people realize this because of, of what Northwest has done getting in for 16 consecutive years and winning national championships. They've made it look easy to get into the playoffs at division two. So hard just because yeah. of what we talked about. It's just a hard model. You have to be one of the top seven teams in your region. And in this region, there's four conferences. That's, that's hard, yeah. man. That is hard. Division two to make the NCAA tournament, basketball, football, whatever the sport is, is, I think, the hardest thing to do at any NCAA level. It's the hardest thing to do. So I just, it's too bad it's like that, but it's not changing. You, you bring up <laughs> Northwest making 16 straight, which is just an impressive run. Rich Rice talking about it at his media luncheon this week that they have set the bar so high for themselves. Yeah. I think I... Going back through, I kind of think top of my head, this may not be 100%, but he's said over the last 20 years, an average season for them, 12-2. and two. That's the <laughs> bar that and if if they don't make that, there's people that say, what's wrong with them? What's yeah. wrong? Well, hey, you've had – he's saying, hey, it's – I mean, what do you want <laughs> us to do? I mean, it's 16 straight. Well, he joked around a couple of years ago when uh, they went 9-3, and three, I think, and lost in the first round of the playoffs that – is like the folks in Maryville and the fans were thought the world was ending. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we just what, went nine and three. What they've been able to I, do? I get it. I mean, they, again, it's because they've set the bar so high, and and they want those expectations. They deserve those expect, yeah. expectations. It's just hard to live up to. But again, like you said, they've made it look easy yeah. when it is not easy to do to yeah. get into the playoffs in Division Two. Yeah, that that was yeah. When he's when I was listening back to that, I was just like, I cause I, I I knew how I mean how dominant it's been for them, but. Averaging twelve and two, and like you said, nine and three, the world's ending, yeah. the sky's falling. Well, and, and to kind of, I guess, piggyback that point is that again, Western hasn't made the playoffs since two thousand twelve. Now they they had some rough years, so it was a struggle. But last couple of years they've been close. But even Central Missouri, Jim Sabota's done a great job there. I think this is just his second playoff appearance. It might be three, but he's been there ten years. I mean, two times in ten years, or even if it's three times in ten years, thirty percent since he's been there. They make the playoffs. It's, that tells you how hard it is. Pitt State, Tim Beck just resigned. Yeah, I was going there with that. They won a national championship in 11. Yep. And I think they've made the playoffs since then once. I believe that's correct. Once, I think, since then. It's, I just, those teams are always good. Yeah. They're, they're always good. Fort Hayes, they made it back-to-back years after they won the league. They had never been <laughs> before that. I mean, so that just and Emporia's been up there. I mean, Washburn. Emporia made what three straight trips? I think possibly early middle part of this decade. I think they made yeah. it three three years in a row, um, but they haven't been close the last couple of years. They hadn't been probably since the oh Brian Shea days, maybe late nineties, yeah. maybe in the two thousands. But it's been a long time since they made it. So it's just I saw one of the game notes from one of the one of the teams down the stretch here um, talked about. Um, how many playoff appearances in a certain number of years. And after Northwest, 
I think Emporia might, I think it was probably the Emporia notes. I think they had been there three times since whatever year it was. And then it was three and then two, one, 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 one after Northwest. Yeah. So it's, it's just, <laughs> it's just hard to do with this model. And that's essentially what we're talking about. The model that is division two football. It is hard to make the playoffs. Just folks up North make it look real easy. So I think folks around here have a false sense of what is realistic to make the postseason when it's not that easy. Yeah. See, that was pretty good. We come back and you have three or four weeks off. So maybe that's a you pattern. Get 33 minutes of just gold from us. From Black Friday shopping, <laughs> to shopping a new MIAA schedule, to shopping a new NCAA Division II, which will not ever be shopped. Well, I say that, but I'm pretty confident that's not going to change for quite a while. Nah, it won't. Well, I think we did our jobs here. Probably not. We'll let the we'll let the listeners decide that. I do not want to be on my social media account today. This, I am not going to retweet this. <laughs> I am not going to put it out there. This is going to be for us. All right, that will do it for this week's edition. This is the KQ2 Sports Podcast.